Hey everybody, Chris here. You may have noticed by now that the recently rechristened recoveryrevolution.online has a renewed sharpened focus on creativity and recovery and recovering out loud as um, with recovery as a state of being um, as opposed to this sort of separate underlying component of our identities and uh, just really trying to showcase and celebrate that. So if you have any uh, recommendations, suggestions, slash nominations for the uh, the cover and anyone whose recovery revelation, revelations you'd like to uh, hear, uh, let me know and I'll be glad to take any and all into consideration, even if it's yourself. Uh, Chris A at sincerightnow.com is how to get a hold of me uh, with those. And uh, the same goes for the podcast. If there's somebody you think we ought to have on the show, let me know at Chris A at sincerightnow.com. Today we have Kendra and Simon from rocketdesigns.net, and it's a terrific episode. Thanks. Enjoy the show. The Recovery Revolution will be podcast on the Since Right Now Addiction Recovery Network. Welcome to the Since Right Now Addiction Recovery Podcast, the podcast of clean and sober, K-L-E-N and S-O-B-R, and SinceRightNow.com, with your hosts in recovery, Jeff, Matt, and Chris. Hello. Hi. Oh, I know. Okay, we're figuring this out. It's the podcast technical difficulties. How are you, Simon? Pretty good. 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 You guys remember all those disclaimers about being unprofessional (laughs) that I gave you in the pre-call? All right. I I just had to prove them to you. Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad you prepped us for it. Okay. (laughs) So, um, all right. So, everything's plugged in now, and um, if you... Two are ready. Uh, we can jump in, get started after that little debacle of a intro. Um, but no, I'll, I'll give you a brief intro. Are you ready? Ready. Okay. Here we go. Tonight on the podcast, um, many of you may know them collectively. You, you tweet on Twitter as, as Rocket Designs, right? Yes. Okay. Um, Rocket Designs, they are the duo behind Rocket Designs, the great t-shirts. I was wearing my gratitude t-shirt today. Um, I love it, one of my favorite t-shirts. Simon and Kendra, my understanding is you drank together, you got sober and in recovery together, and I'm going to let you take it from there. Perfect. Welcome, guys. Welcome. Hey. Thanks. So. And well, I'll do more than just leave you hanging. Let yeah. you take it from there. Um, <laughs> Thanks. And, Jeff, and, Jeff, so, and now I'm talking. I'll talk to you in 48 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is Jeff. Very nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Nice yeah. Meet you. My my first question is, what's the best selling T-shirt that you guys have? I think it's probably the Obey shirt. Uh, well, it's probably a tie between the Obey and um, the Prayer, the Serenity, uh, Courage. Okay. Right. I think oh. that might be actually how I yeah. really, I, I just, I, I, how I, I, I liked you guys as soon as I saw that shirt. I'm like, because I'm, I wish I had done that shirt. I'm like, it's perfect. <laughs> um, yeah. And, and this is Matt. It's very nice to meet you guys. Uh, when Chris, Chris's t-shirt praise 
means a lot because he's, he's a true t-shirt yeah. connoisseur. But, um, and, and full disclosure, I have a 12 year old son named Simon. So I've been looking forward to this interview for, because I scanned the upcoming and saw the <laughs> name Simon and thought, Hey, Hey, in any case, All right, Simon's, uh, go Simon's. yeah, there yeah. are, it, uh, they're, they're few and far between. I'm always telling my son, if you were in the UK, exactly. everybody be Simon. <laughs> I digress. Can't throw a rock without hitting one. Um, yeah, so let's, if we can, maybe let's start with you both drank together to the point where you both realized you each had your individual's alcohol use disorder. Yes. I okay. mean, I think anyone that knew us and was willing to admit it knew that we uh, we had problem, but, um, you know, we ran with a crowd that also often drank like we did so we could kind of we played it off for a while but we i mean we met in a bar so and you know we love to tell our story that story to our five-year-old no we don't really tell that story (laughs) where did you guys meet in a bar (laughs) where everybody meets luckily i think she would say what's a bar exactly (laughs) so were you guys telling each other that the other person was uh alcoholic or did you both come to this realization on your own (laughs) Uh, Kendra was kind enough, I think, to sacrifice herself uh, for, for for me because I was I was I was just gonna languish. Mm-hmm. So she said, "Hey, Monday, I'm gonna go to uh, to a meeting," and I, I was like, "Can I go too?" Wow. Um, you know, that was it was like finally, like I guess it was sort of like I was never gonna do it, um, and uh, and so promptly uh, I latched right onto. Uh, sort of 12 step program and and she she didn't really it didn't really stick for her well it's it's not really that it didn't stick to be fair people (laughs) i went in and people were like i don't think you need to be here i was like you don't need to be really wow someone said that just based on your story um you know i think my 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 i'm using air quotes which i know you can't see but my Hmm. bottom was was what people thought was really high, you know, like I still had a house, I still had a job, I, you know, um, still had some of my self-respect, although not very much. And um, it was by the time I decided to go to walk into AA, I had started moving in an upward trend. Mm. So it was not Mm. actually my bottom that they were seeing. Had Mm -hmm. they seen that, I don't think they would have thought I didn't need to be there. But I tried, you know, um, I tried church, I tried self-help books, I tried a lot of things. And without support, I knew that it wasn't going to stick for me. So into AA I went, and Simon went with me. And were you guys a couple when you were drinking? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I proposed at uh, in, in a pretty seedy bar. <laughs> it's, it's all class all the time. I'm nice. sensing a trend, yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> so I, I remember reading someone, yeah, I, I was telling them, I think someone does the 12 steps still and someone is doing something else. So Kendra, you're not in AA, but you still are in recovery, but have lots of other things that you do. Well, okay, so yeah, I um, about year two, I was sitting in my therapist's office and I was like, I don't think I can do AA anymore. And she was like, okay, don't. And it was like, crazy really yeah Yeah. she was like Like, okay so what like what's your plan i was like well i therapy running uh 
she's like, you know, do you feel like you can maintain a level of rigorous honesty without going to meetings? And I said, yes. And she said, good, give it a shot. So, um, you know, my, my faith community has been a big part of my recovery, um, running now yoga and, you know, having Simon around, it's like, it's like he brings the AA meeting to me because like, he AAs me all the time. So it's, it's cool. That's funny. Wow. I didn't realize it was as obvious. Good job, Simon. Yeah. That's right. I, I, I've seen that dynamic at work with my parents who got sober at the same time. And it's it, whoever's been in a meeting brings it home at night because you can't, you can't help, but yeah, you've just gone through something and yeah. Um, you know, that's funny. I've seen it. Yeah. yeah. And why couldn't you go anymore? Just sick of it. Um, okay. This is going to sound awful. And I have so much respect for AA and I met so yeah. many great people yeah. there, sure. but it was, um, <laughs> for the you kind of making me want to drink, like not literally, but like I would go in feeling really happy and I would leave feeling agitated and, discontent and miserable okay. mm-hmm. and so you know i i'm really i can't really put a finger on exactly what it was that made me feel that way mm. um but i just i knew it was time you know and mm-hmm. um i've always been bad about letting things go when it's time to let them go mm-hmm. and this might have been my first step in that direction i was mm. like it is time for me to bail mm. so i did mm. and it must have felt nice to have the permissiveness from your your therapist to just say, hey, you don't have to do this, you know? Um, it did. Uh, you know, just to, to have a little corroboration there, of, like there there's there are other ways. Yes, because at that point, I really did not understand that there were people who were sober and thriving that were not in AA. Like mm-hmm. I just didn't, that was not part of my well, understanding. It's, it's of not the part of the party line. I mean, clearly, you know, it, you got a lot of pushback. Uh, from... So once the, they, they first they told you you don't belong here, and then once you decided not to do it, they said what What are you doing leaving? Yeah. Yes. That's, okay. That's, that's pretty interesting. Because I think I mean, and I know that it is true for some people, but I mean, what you hear is if you stop coming to meetings, you are going to end up drunk under a bridge. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a matter of time. Mm-hmm. And so I mean, that's scary. I liked the way my life was heading, and I didn't want to be drunk under a bridge. But I also couldn't, I just couldn't do it anymore. So, um, so yes, my therapist telling me that she in fact did not think that under a bridge was the next place I would be right. was, um, was great. So I'm trying to think, we've had a, a, at least one other couple on where uh, only one, uh, the husband, uh, Scott from um, DC. Yeah, the bar guys. Uh, that owned the Argonaut and his wife. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I have to apologize to him for your name. But he he had the substance use issues um and she didn't and so they worked through that that way what i find fascinating is that you know so often they say that like the relationship that begins in you know the the active usage um you know is based on is based on the usage is based and you two you know had something beyond that after the usage, you both went to a, a did you did you go together initially? Your first meeting. Our first meeting, we sat right next to each other. Wow. But, but when you were going subsequent to that, did you go to the same meeting every time kind of thing? Or was did you pick 
different meetings or how's that if work? You did go to the same meeting. Yeah. Um, Simon made me sit on the opposite side of the wow. room. <laughs> <laughs> just so he, just so he could be honest and not have to look you in the eye or what? I don't know. Why was that? Yeah, why was that, Simon? Yeah, I mean, I was. And I you're, was, you can argue the AA point. We're going to give you some time on this. Don't, yeah. <laughs> don't you worry. Yeah, AA argues itself. That's it right. Does. That's right. We don't need to argue for it. Right, but I, I, you know, we were definitely hearing, uh, you know, more and more that you know we should be going to different meetings, uh, right. you know, and um, I think that was my, I think that was just sort of like the first step toward, toward that. We were really hanging on to each other, yeah, and, you know, as a, as security blankets, uh, still a lot during those first few meetings. So, yeah. so I guess that was as far as I was willing to go <laughs> was across the room. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. That's like maybe if we don't sit next to each other, no one'll no one'll notice. <laughs> that sounds like, like a perfectly reasonable like, yeah. way to you know address that. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. Like, and and one of the things that you do here in meetings, you know, when I would go to meetings with my dad or, or my mom or is you should go to separate meetings. Hmm. People are, that it Simon, I think you said it really well in regards to the party line. Just right. that part of that party mm-hmm. line is, you know, beyond yeah. just Hey, if you stop going, you're going to get drunk. Yeah. There's no other way. Another part of that is, oh, you've got to have a, work your own program. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can't work anybody yeah. else's program for them. Yeah. You should. Well, and it's probably, I also think it's because you, at some point you've got to get super honest and maybe if you're there with your gal, you're not going to be super honest because you did some shit or I don't know, you know? Yeah. No, I mean, I think, and I think, you know, definitely there's, yeah, I'm a, and I write about this, but I'm a control freak and mm. I would love to have worked his program for him. So I'm sure I could have <laughs> did, but you know, everyone has to do their own thing. Mm. And so yeah. you know, it was, it was, they, I mean, they were absolutely right. It was mm. just, um, you know, it's scary, especially your first year. Yeah. Everything is scary. So when I thought one of the things I did think was kind of hilarious was that after we got our, our first year, I think, uh, uh, Kendra mentioned to me that that there was basically like a, a pool on uh, that I was not going to make it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. A little betting pool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They were just like, yeah, you, you're gonna you're gonna want to cut him loose because yeah. <laughs> this, wow. no. this isn't gonna work out. That's funny. We 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 do that a lot at the meeting I go to. So much. I mean, and it's kind of a joke, but mm-hmm. it's sort of funny. Like you're know, like, I don't know. I don't know if that guy's gonna make it. But yeah. then the guys that surprise you are always the best ones. Yeah. yeah. Right. So true. And you can tell them after they got there, like, mate, I, there was no way I thought you're gonna make a year when you walked in here. I, I, my batting average is for shit. I'm, always, <laughs> you know, it's always the guys, people who I'm like, oh man, they, that guy's gonna make I have it. The tiger. Yeah. Are you kidding me? And then you never see him again. And it's the people who you say, yeah, right. See you next week. And then yeah, years the, later. Yeah. yeah, that's funny. That's true. You can never really tell. So when. Uh, Sorry, I'm not the, the 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 well the Kendra you're 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 the you're you've well you've been on the inside more than I have, um, so to speak, of 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 the the AA rooms. Um, when Kendra left AA, what was your reaction to that, Simon? Did you? I mean, I imagine you guys discussed it as a yeah. couple, and then yeah, it was um, it was it was different. I, you know, I think I had. I had mixed emotions because I definitely felt um, I was very clear with anyone who asked me uh, that, you know, we were basically the equivalent of we're working our own programs. Right. You know, it's up to her. Um, 
I'm, I'm comfortable with it. I think, you know, I definitely had, especially at the time, um, you know, I had gone, I think I went to a meeting every day for three years or something like that. Yeah. So I was like fully immersed. Wow. And, and so there's a, I mean, there's a level of brainwashing that I was happy to have, you know, like yeah. I needed a good scrubbing uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. at the time. Yeah. So I was, um, you know, I definitely had in the back of my, my head, like, I hope that this, that she is fine, you know, that, right. that it will be fine. Because mm-hmm. uh, we definitely had, you know, we had a, a pact that, you know, whoever, you know, if you go, if you go out, it's over, you know, mm. relationship's over. So, um, you know, I just didn't want, I didn't want that to happen. So, right. uh, when did you guys make this pact after a while or like early? Yeah. I wonder. I wonder if it was as much spoken as it was just kind of understood. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, want, yeah. at some point we did speak it. Yeah. Um, but I think it was just, you know, I spent. We started trying to get pregnant with our daughter before we stopped drinking, which was like totally. Wow. Completely a little nuts. Time. Yeah. Wow. But like, you don't know what's stupid when you're being stupid all the time. So <laughs> and maybe that'll fix things, right? Yeah, exactly. That'll straighten me up. Yeah. That, that would have been awesome. Not at all. So, um, you know, I had spent some time not drinking. Like I wasn't sober, but I was not drinking um, at different points when we were trying to get pregnant. So I knew what it was going to be like. Yeah. To be around to be around Simon when he was trashed, and mm. I was not interested in that. Mm. I wasn't ever this is I wasn't ever really concerned that I was going to drink again hmm. um hmm. I had been looking forward to quitting for a really long time and once I found my way out I had no intention of going back yeah so yeah that's such an amazing thing yeah. to be able to say is that you're looking forward to quitting yeah for a long time that's just so wild yeah. that's a wild thing about this thing we have yeah that you can want to quit for and so not long do it. before yeah. it happens. Like, God, that's going to be yeah. great when I quit. Not today, though. Yeah. Well, and it's it's a level of self-awareness, I think, that a lot of us don't have. Yeah. Because I think the the decision is really, I just want to stop hurting. Yeah. Right. yeah. Not the choice of a life of sobriety. Right. It's just whatever this is, this needs to stop. Yeah. Right. This uh, world of shit I'm in. Yeah. And Which, I had that for sure. I also had a couple friends who had partied with me who had gotten sober and mm. I saw what their lives were like and I envied them. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, that's cool. And so that was, that was huge for me. So once I started moving in that direction, um, I felt like I was really walking towards something. So that was exciting. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting. Not many people would say that they were drinking buddies and sober together. You know, I think that's a, mm-hmm. a crazy journey that you, you hook up when you're both drunks. And, and get along and somehow this is working. Then you both get sober together and still get along. And so I'm wondering, you know, there is, is it like you're dating? You know, it's, you just transform and become completely different people. Have you found that in sobriety that you had to like rework some stuff or did you guys just have this amazing thing all, all along? Wow. I bet we have totally different answers to that. <laughs> this is like the newlywed game. Okay. You go. <laughs> Keep your card down until um, my, my answer is that we were both in so much pain when we met each other. Um, and like my pain was totally of my own making, but I was miserable. Yeah. And so we met and I found someone that I could be honest with. Um, so yes, we drank together, but there was a lot of truth telling going on in our relationship. That's good. Um, 
And so I think that that foundation is what allowed us to to carry on through getting sober. And we were always really good at talking about important things, mm-hmm. even though we were drinking all the time. So that's good. Yeah. I mean, we're weird. We're super weird, but, uh, <laughs> but charming. So charming. Oh. No. <laughs> Obviously. I think that goes without saying. <laughs> all right, what is, what is your so, yeah, response? Sam, what do you think about that? Yeah, I, I definitely agree. I mean, I think, um, that, that that sort of place of, of sort of tr- tragedy or whatever, like, you know, I, I, I had just lost my brother. My brother had just mm-hmm. died right, right before we met. Um, you know, Kendra was coming out of a, a really tough time in her life, too. And so there was just a lot of, you know, um, like camaraderie, I guess, mm-hmm. to, to that, to, to sort of experiencing that low, um, mm-hmm. low time and, and sharing that with each other that we, we kind of built on and that, so that got us through, uh, for, for quite some time. And then, you know, there is, there's definitely a, you know, trajectory when you're, when you're, when we, when we were drinking, you, you know, each day looks a lot like yesterday, you know, <laughs> like mm-hmm. you, there's just sort of a, you know, you yeah. to it that you just kind of keep going and going and going. And so, that took us through a few years for sure. Yeah. So you guys were you guys spent years drinking together. Oh yeah. Yes. And how long do you guys have now of sobriety? Um this is seven, our seven. years. Yeah, we we just had seven. And did you have do you have the same sobriety date? Yes. yes. God, that's, that's fantastic. Great. That's, that's crazy. That's awesome. amazing. Right? Yeah. I don't I think that's it. Yeah. I think and what I heard it's crazy. It sounds like you guys had a head start on the rigorous honesty when you yeah. met because you were it sounds like you uh you were yeah. both pretty broken and just yeah. took solace in sharing yes I think all the I, ugly bits you know and yeah I, I think that's true but i think i think that is absolutely true i think on the other hand though um that's the flip side of that right so like the um um you know i like i'm at a loss of words here but what is it like false pride you know or, mm-hmm. or someone something along those lines like my inability to see how much was self-inflicted mm-hmm. that that was something that was never going to happen for me if I hadn't, if I hadn't gotten into recovery. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. And so then how long, how long did it take where you guys have now started the design company and did it start as a design thing? And now it's a blog. And Chris was t- saying that you guys just redesigned it, launched a new blog. And then there's a whole bunch, there's a whole other world of, things going on that hadn't been ported over yet and tons of stuff that wasn't there and yeah we're just curious <laughs> right, no, sorry i was we, i don't know if i told you this beforehand but jeff and, and matt not uh being immersed in the sort of yeah. social media world like that as Chris i am is, yes. day in and day out yes um they, they do their research on every guest right you know when i when they I know who's coming on <laughs> and they and they do a deep dive and they get to yeah. um yeah you know, no, and but the new blog doesn't have as many posts on it. Is that right? Uh, right. I've got to go back. Uh, you didn't port the old ones. Thanks, okay. Simon. Thanks, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh no, 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 that's all right. Um, well, so you know, they had to. They came in a little. Uh, yeah, but pressure, did, did but, it start with the design? Because the T-shirts are really killer, right? Right. They are really, really, really good. Um, but well, thank but, you so much. Was that the? started this that you said oh let's make some t-shirts or let's build a recovery community or what what happened yeah, how'd that yeah. all come about 
I, I, I actually think this is like the perfect, uh, the, the first t-shirt came at, directly from a resentment, uh, from a, uh, a <laughs> nice. local. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yeah. So there was like a local, there's a local get together, um, a yearly thing and they had a t-shirt contest and I submitted, um, a design yeah. and it was clearly the best. <laughs> <laughs> Even I know that That's without funny. seeing it. Yeah. I mean, it was clearly, like, clearly. <laughs> and um, are you and, people you know, stupid? And it, 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 <laughs> and it didn't. And it didn't win, obviously. And uh, and so I was like, you know, about a year later, I thought, wait a minute, I could just, you know, I don't have to have these guys, you know, print a shirt. Mm. I can, I'll print my own. So, so that was the. Um, there's one that has like a chair. It's not even the same design as what I submitted, but it's mm. just along the same lines with the chair and the book and the, uh, the coffee. coffee. Mm-hmm. Chair book yeah. coffee, baby. Right. I like yeah. that one. Yeah, I mean, I was, I was, I just, you know, like I said, I was, I was, I was pretty pleased with myself. But, but uh, then, then, then came the Serenity um, and uh, a few others. So, and then after that, it was just like a lot of fun. I just had a blast just cranking them out. So, um, so yeah. Okay. That's where that's where the shirts came from. Okay, and so and and what what is what's your 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 day job, Simon? Are you gra- you graphic designer beyond yeah. Rocket Designs? Yes. For some for a different company. Right. Okay. Like an agency type situation. No, I'm in house for like a small group. Okay. okay. Um, and then, and then the blog aspect of Rocket Designs, Rocket Fuel, right? Yes. Uh, Ken, Kendra does the Kendra, bulk, if not. Kendra does the people. I do anything that involves, you know, if, it's, okay. if I don't really have to, like, interact too much. Then, <laughs> right. <laughs> that's, <laughs> yeah. that's funny. Yeah, so, I mean, basically, he had created these shirts, yeah. and he was like, you know, I really we need to be on social media. We need to, you know, we're not going to gain any traction if we're not communicating with people. And, um, he said that to me for like a year and I ignored him. I was doing other stuff and I was like, I'm, I'm sorry, we have a child that I'm trying to raise. And, Mm. you know, like I was doing a part-time job. And so I just kept ignoring him for a year. And then (laughs) we were taking our annual drive up to Atlanta after Christmas. And he, um, he started talking about the shirts again and like really making it into a, a you know, making it into something mm-hmm. where a community and, you know, mm-hmm. communications and all of those things. And so by that point I was interested. So I started thinking about writing again um, and I got excited about it. So mm-hmm. I picked up the social media stuff and started blogging. Okay. That's cool. That's yeah. like you put the two together. Yeah, it's it's cool how that. Yeah. That that. Yeah. Team came. I mean, you guys just sort of keep building this mm-hmm. team in all its different as as you go along. It's it's fascinating. Yeah. Um, and it's all uh you know comes from recovery. Um, can I back up a little? A couple like just sort of uh, one. I, I've been curious a couple of things like uh, you local. Uh, just for my edification and everybody listening, wh- where's local? Where are you? Tampa. Tampa. Um, and then the other question that I've been meaning to ask for a while, were there other substances just in, or just was it just alcohol? Um, there were other substances only when alcohol was first involved. So, <laughs> yes, that's all we you know I mean? Like it just, 
yeah, if it was once we were really drunk, if it was available, yeah. sure, why not? But um, I never thought I had a um, an issue with any other substance, mm-hmm. and in fact, I never desired any other substance once I quit drinking. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Yes, we know what you mean <laughs> about yeah. that. And uh, is I'm I'm assuming because there all there's always I forget somebody just maybe it was is on the last episode might have said it but basically like if you shake any family tree there's going to be a genetic component <laughs> fall you know fall out um I'm, is is that the case obvious case with both your families if that's fair to ask or um i think that's totally fair to ask in my family it is further back in the family tree so like not one of my parents mm. or my aunts or uncles um but a little bit further back okay yeah, and my mom uh, doesn't drink. She quit drinking uh, a month after I did. Wow. Oh. Uh, but she does not go to meetings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we get – that's actually the third experience here. You can you can look at Kendra's experience, my experience. and Your mom's. Mom's. And All so, three sober. No one's doing it the same way. Exactly. Right. Wow, that's pretty amazing. That's cool. Um, that, that is another layer of amazing. Um, what else? That, that made me think. What was I going to ask? So uh, the family, yeah. So I guess what, what the reason I always want to know about the, the the genetic family issue, I guess, is you know, having a daughter. I have a five year old daughter as well. Um, you know, is one of the things that really contributed to to this what I do online. You know, it's like I realized what what I there was so much I didn't know um, about this thing I had, and some of that might be just because I I spent so long. Um, and continue to be outside the rooms that there's just learnings in there that I didn't get. Um, and, uh, do you, do you together talk about, begin to talk about, I know I went for a while before I started this, I would like revise a script in my head about how I was going to talk to my daughter yeah. at different ages. Yeah. And I'm, I was continually like having it and revising it and thinking about it. Yeah. I'm a lot calmer about it now. I'm a lot, I'm, but, uh, <laughs> now you're just uh, getting all worked up. Right. <laughs> right, freestyle. I'm like, give me a, give me a beat. Um, <laughs> right. Um, but I mean, so I imagine that's funny. You have that talk. Think about it. Talk about it. Wait till it comes. Yeah. You know, I mean, I think that, I, you know, so we have our best friends. Um, mm. They do drink and they drink like I assume because I was never a normal drinker, but I assume like normal healthy people would drink if they chose to. Like yeah. they will leave like half of an alcoholic beverage mm. sitting in a glass. Mm-hmm. Right. What Monsters. are you doing? That's the right. first sign of a normie. Monsters. I like, know. What are you doing? Well, and and like not let, let's just to be clear, they'll, 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 they'll have a glass of wine, a single glass of wine, yeah. and leave half of it. So it's not like that was the third one. Right. And they're like, oh, let me just leave that. Which is almost excusable, but right, right exactly. <laughs> but that, that first glass, they just seem like you know they could actually take it or leave it. Mm-hmm. And so. Um, I think it's, it's I'm really, really grateful. It's so cliche, but it is so strange. I know. Yeah, it is. But I'm grateful that our daughter has, because we're around them a, a good bit, and I'm glad that she is able to see that and mm-hmm. see like, oh, okay. here's someone with a normal relationship with alcohol. Right. Yeah. Um, I've also seen people, you know, where they were kind of, 
beat over the head with, you know, you have this sort of family lineage and you're going to be an alcoholic because your family has, you know, alcoholism Mm -hmm. is sort of fear based. Yeah. So I definitely don't want to go that direction. No. I think that. Well, that's, I mean, that's, that's how it was approached with me. And so I was like, of course I was like, screw you. I'm going to do what I want to do. And so there I was sitting in an AA meeting, you know, years later. So I don't know if I agree with, with Simon, I don't want, I, I don't, I don't want her to be afraid of alcohol. I want her to make smart choices. Um, And I assume, you know, I know some people that are sober are really like hell bent on my child is never going to drink. And I think that our child will drink. I hope she waits until she is old enough to make good choices about that decision. Mm -hmm. If that makes sense. And I I certainly think, I mean, generationally, I, I feel like, you know, Months ago, I was saying like recovery really seems to be having a moment, and mm-hmm. more people are coming out, you know, with this recovering, recovery out loud mm-hmm. notion, movement idea, um, and, and being vocal about it. And I think, you know, certainly not the generation. <laughs> I'm trying to re- keep from saying my parents um, <laughs> didn't didn't have the knowledge or the or to to that we do now to speak to our children about it from a position of ex- experience on both sides of the coin. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, yeah, I'm still, I'm still working through it, but I'm a lot less panicked than I was. I, and you know what? My, born. my kids are 12 yeah. and nine and they live predominantly with my ex-wife, their mother who drinks like a normal person. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad for that exposure right. too, because frankly, a lot of my friends don't drink and I don't outwardly vilify alcohol around them Mm-mm. but they both know that yeah. dad doesn't drink yeah because dad doesn't want to yeah, yeah. he yeah. used to have a problem with it or yeah. something it's a little cloudy but he doesn't do it anymore mm-hmm. so i try to cordon out information you know i don't want to i don't want to subscribe to the ignorance is bliss school right. but yeah. i also <laughs> don't want to instill as you guys were saying uh instill fear where yeah. fear doesn't need to be yeah or rebellion Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ooh, so my parents, you know, the surefire way to assure that I did something right. was to don't do make that. it off limits. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. A thousand percent. That's what, so your kids are the oldest, mm-hmm. and you're gonna have this talk first. So we'll all just wait for you to do We've it. We've already had us. it. Oh, you have. Yeah. Oh, I've t- I've spoken to both of them. Okay. Yeah. And they went yeah. down cool, and they're like, oh, we understand this. They, you know what I learned is that kids are just a lot more observant mm. than they we pro- give them credit for, ah. and you know. um it was in the wake of a divorce, in the wake of a kind of an ugly time, and I was just grateful that I had well-adjusted kids. Yeah, I you, didn't want to. I was trying to exude normalcy in everything, but yeah, we had the talk, and it was. It, there's not a lot of uh, smoke and mirrors, right? <laughs> you know, I'm trying to think like yeah. I didn't yeah. obfuscate. I, I right. just yeah. served it up. Yeah. Said, yeah, yeah. Well, you may have noticed that Daddy doesn't drink, right? And here's and why. some of Daddy's good friends don't either. Yeah. And, and I go to a lot of meetings. Well, mm-hmm. there you go. I get together with people like me, and mm-hmm. we talk about it. And I am the ghost of Christmas future. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> That's funny. So, but I have a you guys. It seemed that the whole Rocket Designs endeavor, or at least just when I was looking at it today, was about breaking the stigma and the stereotypes of being anonymous in this thing. And so, was there a, a conscious effort of that with the T-shirts and all that stuff? I think that that was sort of, there's sort of a, um, 
maybe opposing forces or you can't quite think, but you know, it, it, it kind of comes back to this whole idea that we're in recovery in different ways. And so, um, yeah, I liked the idea of having, um, wearing a shirt that people, other people in the club would know, but I wouldn't be yeah. necessarily violating my anonymity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, which is what's the brilliance about all those shirts is cause they're, you wouldn't, you know, if you're not in it, Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's funny how uh, totally right. If you've ever been to a meeting, it's like oh, or right. not, or not at a meeting. That's I love that. Yeah, like, I was wearing one of my since right now hats at a record store. Yeah, and the clerk's just like, hey man, nice hat, knowing <laughs> knowing look. Yeah, like, nice indeed. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, exactly. And so, and then on the other hand, I think you know, Kendra feels kind of the opposite way, which is you know we shouldn't be hiding in the club. We should be out. And so we had some, some you know, kind of battles about how, how we were going to deal with that. Um, and so we, we deal with it completely, you know, in mm-hmm. two different ways. I, I design shirts that are that can be worn. Mm-hmm. You can remain anonymous, and, and she is out there, you know, uh, shouting to anybody that will listen. <laughs> That's funny. And did did your <laughs> did you most loving way and the most impressive with loving uh, kindness loving yeah. right, with loving right <laughs> yeah not shouting down at people no yeah. Yeah, just, I will shout well, you really just loud talking too, so I don't shout down at really anyone <laughs> <laughs> that's was there any so did that have anything to do with the your relationship with AA was just your need to like put this all out there it is the second a yeah that's the second i was gonna say i've heard it somewhere before it is you know i that didn't really occur to me when i was in the middle of aa um it was yeah so yeah it only came into play much later like i really think for me you have some authority issues let's just get down i do i have tons of authority issues but i think for me (laughs) (laughs) Because there was, for this alcoholic, because there was so much shame involved in my life. Mm, Yeah. um, Keeping anonymity from me feels too much like shame. And I, that cannot have any place in my life if I'm going to stay healthy and sober. So I own it really quickly. Um, Like people, anyone that knows me well at all knows that I'm in recovery because Mm -hmm. it's important to me Mm -hmm. that they do. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I think that especially um, in church communities, people suffer with substance abuse issues because they think simply being near the church or close to Jesus is going to save them from their recovery issues. And I, it did, certainly did not save me. Mm-hmm. So um, my faith is a huge part of my recovery, but I mm-hmm. needed outside help. Mm-hmm. Jesus didn't just zap me sober. So. Right. You know, and and so because I am so involved in church, I you know it's important to me that people there know I'm in recovery also. Yeah, mm-hmm. and if you, and, uh, it, it, sorry, go ahead. no, I I think that's fascinating, that you know there's this higher power component, and a lot of people I think that that don't go to AA anymore somehow develop some kind of relationship with the church or some kind of organized spirituality something just because that to me is the key relationship you still need. To, for ongoing, or at least, you know, I think there's something to that, right? Is that what you found? Yes. I think, you know, it's interesting because my faith life took on a totally different dimension once I got sober because there was so much I was holding back mm-hmm. from 
God, because like, I don't know, I guess I thought he didn't know if I didn't tell him that I was a miserable drunk. So <laughs> I could just he didn't, that. he really didn't. He was like, really? Yeah. I'm surprised. <laughs> yeah. He was like, really? You seem so fit together. Um, yeah. So it's, you know, my, my faith became something real mm. after I could get honest enough to get sober, yeah. which was, you know, probably why it wasn't working out so hot before because I just was, I could not be honest. Yeah. Um, and I couldn't ask God for help because I honestly believe God would help me. And until I got to that point, I didn't want help. I wanted to not be miserable, but I didn't want to not drink. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so. a tough distinction Terrific. to make. It is. A, it, it, that <laughs> distinction just always like is amazing to me. Um, so, and Simon, uh, what your, um, and forgive me, I'm the, the resident, you know, atheist. Um, what's your HP spirituality uh, right. That aspect of if you, I mean, I, I never know what's what's too personal a question and what's not. No, no, okay. it's fine. I, I, I mean, I, I subscribe to. Um, I guess you know, I, I we we go to the same church. Okay. Okay. Um, and so uh, that's what I'm. That's where I'm. Uh, mine is a little looser uh, mm-hmm. than maybe than maybe hers, but. Um, because I'm like all sunbeam for Jesus over here, and I don't yeah. really think Simon's quite in the same place. But <laughs> <laughs> were, were you for Jesus, like super Jesus, before, and you've just developed that, or is that new? Oh, I no. <laughs> oh, I was like, uh, yeah. I used to be in a traveling karate demonstration team called Champions for Christ when oh, I was in okay. high school. Like right. I was like the youth group kid. That, that sounds will, super badass. Awesome. <laughs> that does. <laughs> sounds like a TV show after school special. Yeah, it was rad. So anyway, I um, you know, and uh, you, if you don't love Jesus, I will kick you in the head. Right, right. Yes, basically, yeah. Um, so you know that, and I I left the church for a long time, and um, and got back into it. Yeah, yeah, that's yes. cool. And so, and Simon just tags along, goes along. You're trying though. Pretty much, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I've come around definitely to you know the higher power. Mm-hmm concept that that i've got so and did you get that right away or did that take you a while to get there (laughs) oh gosh no no i mean i i like to say when i was out uh you know i was in the sort of evangelical atheist crowd yeah interesting and so i had come in with a lot of you know resentment resentment a lot of resentment a lot of bullshit it was crazy it Mm. was um but so anyway so eventually you know eventually i got kind of clear um you know basically i'm not going to be able to understand it this is not something that you can just mm-hmm. wrap your head around that's the whole kind of point right mm-hmm. so um once i got there i've kind of grown from that point and um yeah i, I guess i'm not you know in the position where i normally have to verbalize these things sure but, well it's just yeah. i mean fine it is it's I, I i definitely feel you know it's it was definitely a crucial part of my recovery mm-hmm. um coming to terms with that yeah well i think it's fascinating so i mean again the 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 relationship sounds terrific to me i mean when you talk about so you you were there you were an atheist and you were Sweeping the leg for Christ, <laughs> um, and and yet you still, even at that point, drinking with two distinct views in that regard. Um, we argued a lot about that. Oh, you did. Okay, but yeah, but it was 
Was yeah. it productive or? Uh... No, it was, it was, I'm just going to go ahead and do it. It was mean. He was really, about that topic. Interesting. It was like the only time he was okay. ever really mean. Wow. And, uh, and okay. so he, that was, that, yeah, that was, that was not one of the high points for us. Mm-hmm. Was, so we tried to avoid discussing it when we were drinking, which was always so, um, you know, and then, and then we had a kid and I was really clear that when we had this child, this child was going to grow up in a church where everyone was welcome and loved and where she felt mm-hmm. loved by the congregation and by God. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it, it was kind of like, I want to take you along on this ride with us, Simon. And, but you know, the kid and I are, we're going. So, <laughs> right. Uh, right. <laughs> so it was, I mean, it was awesome that he <clears throat> chose to join us. Cause it really means a lot to me that yeah. he, uh, is there. With sure. Us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you had, I mean, you had a lot of resentment toward the church too. Yeah. Oh, so angry. I was so hmm. angry for so long. And wow. you know, when you get me started can still, you know, enumerate all of the reasons that, uh, the church can be awful. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. um, so, has a lot more uh i guess we'll we'll leave that out but uh our daughter has a lot more um you know when you were talking about sort of what are, what are we going to tell her about mm-hmm. being drunks you know or or, or what her prospects mm-hmm. are she has a lot more complications than than the average kid you know as far as what she's already dealt with with mm-hmm. our family in the five years that she's been around yeah i mean she handles it like a champ but yeah. uh Kendra, Kendra came out when she was what nineteen or something. Yeah, and was, yeah. got roundly dismissed by her entire church wow. life. You know, um, and I th- it's funny. I think in the modern day, just like if you don't like the meaning you're at, go find another meaning. I think that's probably the same with churches, right? Yeah. Yeah, it is. It but is. you don't have that. You don't. You don't understand that. Yeah, you don't understand that. And that's no one tells you that. Well, right. And, and when you, you know, like in Kinder's case, and I guess I'll just, I, I mean, I'm sorry to step on your story, but it just, it's, it's heart wrenching because you, you, she's built her entire life at that point around this group of people. Mm-hmm. And, and then, you know, she comes out and they just like, not just abandon her, but like hatefully. Yeah, oh, sure. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, because that was, I mean, that was in the early 90s. And yeah. it was, there was no place yeah. for a lesbian in mainstream yeah. religion. And so, yeah, I was, I was really angry. And I, you know, I think that that probably contributed to um, Your... you know, some of my issues, to mm-hmm. some of my, my drinking and, you know, trying to escape that, that I felt really lost. Yeah. I felt really, really lost. That's... So the church now, totally different. The church that we have chosen. Yes, the right. church that you have chosen, exactly. Totally different. Has it's learned not- how to how to take this issue of transgender, gay, and all that, and make it okay. Yes. Yep. I, you know, I think that they still, the specific congregation that we belong to, mm-hmm. I think that, you know, some people within that congregation still struggle a little bit. Yeah. Um, and I think that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but we feel uh, very loved by the pastoral staff, which is really important, and yeah. by the vast majority of the congregation. So, and I don't worry about taking our daughter to church there. I don't worry what they're going to tell her in Sunday school. Mm-hmm. Right. Like yeah. she's going to be cool. She's going to believe <laughs> our family has value. Yeah. And, and, I, and I, I mean, we, we prefer to, to go to a church where there, 
isn't just a completely homogenous. Sure. You know, there there are options around here where, um, you know, maybe everybody basically would be you know gay or transgender or, um, but that's not necessarily the environment that, you know, we th- you know like that's not where that's not where li- real life is going to be. Right. Like. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so I think it's nice to be able to to, to put our daughter in a, in a in a space where, you know, you're allowed to question. Uh, things and still be loved and you know I think that's that's really really important yeah, um, yeah we a- you know I we we had uh, our children go to Unitarian Church and um, it's so permissive you know being a kind yeah. of guilty white uh, bedwetting liberal um, <laughs> you know we, we thought that this would be that is the, the perfect church. True diversity but then I felt right? Like yeah, we're so in the minority as a yeah quote unquote normal. Uh, like yeah. Homer Simpson says something like you know if it's the one true religion, I'll, I don't know. <laughs> Universalist. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but no, I think it's nice holding a mirror up to the reality that your daughter's going to experience every day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have that reflected yeah. in the faith community is really important. My, my uh, wife's brother's gay, and it took us it took her a long time. We found a church finally that just was really open to all that. Yeah, just very accepting, and it took us a while, but that's one of those things. Like, I'm not going to church until you can get that part straight. Mm. (laughs) There's a fatal flaw here. Yeah, Yeah. but yeah, now it's all good. It just seems, I don't know, but that's why it's like you got to go find the right church. Yeah, Yeah, and it takes some work, honestly, but we are really, we're really lucky. That's good. Yeah. All right. Well, I have a really quick question. So... And we ask this lots because we've had lots of people on in the creative space, and we always have this moment where we talk about. And you had mentioned it earlier; you got back into writing. And so, when you're drinking, I was just curious how how your artistic careers were did were they going well as you were drinking? <laughs> your creativity, your creativity career to alcohol to BAC yeah. ratio. <laughs> just yeah, because yeah, because lots of people discover this when they get sober. They're like, oh yeah, I'm I can do this. Well, I know. I mean, I'll just briefly say that you know I was shocked about a year and a half in you know into the into recovery to find out that I was actually decent at what I did for a living. <laughs> right. I showed some promise after being you know being in the field for ten years. Exactly. <laughs> I just might make it. Right. Exactly. That's funny. And you know, for me, the stuff that I don't I don't write fiction. I don't, you know, I don't, I'm not a novelist. So I write about my life in the world around me. And for about 10 years, I didn't know what the hell was happening in the world around me. And I certainly wasn't going to be honest about my life. So I didn't write, I didn't write at all for many, many years. Um, I taught writing. Interesting. uh, And I, I, I loved, I taught writing at uh, the university that's here in Tampa and I loved it. Um, but it's very different than creating your own. Wow. Art. Yeah. And so, you know, I, it took me a long time to, to be confident enough to start writing again. Mm-hmm. So you taught writing while you were drinking and didn't write. And it took you getting sober to pick it up again. That is true. Wow. It's yeah. fascinating. Um, uh, is there anything? We, I mean, we talked 
a lot. I think you guys, your family is, I think from afar, just, it's going to sound creepy. <laughs> like, yeah. From, from, from the picture we stuck you on. What I know from you, <laughs> what I, my experience with you guys online is just, I, I think you're just from such my a screensaver. cool family. Um, I, I, I love the way yeah. you, um, you know, continue to, I don't know, adapt in recovery and, and, and work it and do some just really terrific things in recovery. Um, so sure is, uh, she, she's, she's a trooper. (laughs) (laughs) Like totally wife of the year. (laughs) No, you guys are, well, you're a ton of fun, but I think a testament to just a lot of things, a lot of heavy subject matter we dealt with kind of lightly, but, um, you know, just to knowing one's true self and what we go through and who we are at the end of it. Um, Thanks okay. for uh, yeah. joining us. I'm getting a grat- I'm going to order a gratitude T-shirt tomorrow. Yeah, I feel naked. That one, <laughs> right? Well, that's because he is. But... That's because I am <laughs> actually dumb. Matt does the show naked. <laughs> We've all got our things, guys. Well, right. thank you. Yeah, thanks, you guys. Thank yeah, you thank so you much. so much. That was a lot of fun. All right. Good night. Good night. Good night. Hey everybody, Chris here. Uh, If you were paying attention, you may have noticed that Simon referenced Kendra coming out as a lesbian. If you'd like some context and to learn more about Simon and Kendra, please check out their blog at rocketfuel.live, R-O-C-K-E-T-F-U-E-L dot live. Um, For more on Simon and Kendra. All right, thanks for listening. Another clean and sober intervention.